Hello friends, and welcome to another episode of Sleepy Tea Time. I'm your host, Amber. Sleepy Tea Time is a podcast with a new episode every Sunday. My goal is to provide you with an endless supply of resources to help you relax and fall asleep each night. You can follow me on Twitter at Sleepy Tea Time, subscribe to my newsletter at tinyletter.com slash sleepy tea time, and you can also email me at hellosleepyteatime at gmail.com. Hi. Um, so funny story. I had gotten about 10 minutes into recording an episode when I realized there was no sound and the sound input wasn't connected so that sucks but anyways I have been so I've been feeling so um, encouraged to do another episode and um, I forgot to do one this weekend Um, well that's a lie I didn't find the time to do on this weekend, um, mostly because I napped. You guys, I napped for four hours on Sunday. And was it Sunday or maybe it was Saturday? I can't even remember. But all I know is it was so nice. I woke up and I felt like a brand new person. And um, it was just a wonderful feeling (laughs) so I'm very happy to share this with you but yeah so I've been getting so many nice messages um, lately I mean I get nice messages from you guys always but um, it seems like more than usual and um, I got a really nice one uh, today from from Mia Moore and it just you know really gave me the motivation to record another episode and I really wanted to do one this weekend but um, you know life happens and um, she said something really nice that um, really made me appreciate you know the type of people who listen to this podcast Um, but she I was saying how you know I was sorry for not putting out a new episode and she said um, I'm I told her that I had taken a nap and she said I'm sure everyone understands if there's a gap between episodes glad to hear you had a relaxing day and that was so nice like stuff like that just makes me I don't know it's really nice yeah um today I wanted to read to you guys um and I think I'd like to read Emma by Jane Austen so if you've read Emma already you can know what I'm going to be reading and if not um it's a really great story. I love all of Jane Austen's novels, and I actually haven't finished this one. Gabby gave it to me, my friend, for a birthday or a Christmas present last year, and 
haven't had the time to read it, so I decided to make time, and part of that will be um, reading it to you. <laughs> so I'll just read a few pages from it, um, and then um, I thought I would talk about something that um, has been affecting me lately and something that I learned about life and um, thought I would share it with you guys. So, um, okay. So before we start, I would like for you, wherever you are, to get comfortable. So if you're in your room, um, maybe you can lay on your bed and, you know, maybe go under the sheets if that's how you feel comfortable, most comfortable. Personally, I feel the most relaxed when I ha I'm just surrounded by pillows. <laughs> um, I think I have like four on my bed right now, all different sizes, but that's just me. When I was a kid, I used to have stuffed animals everywhere. And like, it's not that I actually like... Obviously, I like the stuffed animals, but it was more just being, like, surrounded by comforting things. <laughs> um, yeah, and if you're, maybe you're on the couch right now, maybe you can get snuggled under a blanket, or if you're um, not at home, you know, just try to close your eyes if you can and focus on, you know, what I'm saying and not so much about where you are right now um, as long as you know your mind can feel comfortable listening to me that's the most important um, okay so let's do a quick breathing exercise start by breathing in through your nose and out through your mouth again in through your nose And out through your mouth. In through your nose. Hold it. And out. Good. One more time. In through your nose. And out through your mouth. Very good. Okay, so we're going to read a few pages from Emma. Um, now, like I usually tell you when I read things, try not to focus on what it is that I'm saying. Um, just listen to the words and let your mind wander. Um, think of it as like background noise, and um, but it's background noise that's not annoying. <laughs> Um, and if you find yourself, you know, wandering away too far, if you, um, if you're focused too much on one thing, like if you're thinking about something happening at the office or, um, something that's, you know, happening in a relationship, um, just remember that you can think of that tomorrow. You can think of that, you know, even after listening to this, um, but right now you need to 
focus on the words that I'm saying and, you know, come back by listening to my voice. So I'll stop periodically throughout reading to bring you back. Um, but just remember that this is your time. This is your time to relax and listen to, you know, your mind telling you that you need to take a break. And let's do that. So, so the book is very nice. Um, and what I mean by nice is it like makes a nice sound to it, if you can hear. The cover feels really nice too. this I'm reading by candlelight because I thought I'd get in the uh, Jane Austen mood whatever that means okay so I'm starting at chapter 4 I'm pretty sure it's chapter 4 I'm not sure if I can remember how Roman numerals work um, Harriet Smith's intimacy at Hartfeld was soon a settled thing. Quick and decided in her ways, Emma lost no time in inviting, encouraging, and telling her to come very often. And as their acquaintance increased, so did their satisfaction in each other. As a walking companion, Emma had early foreseen how useful she might find her. In that respect, Mrs. Weston's lost loss had been important. Her father never went beyond the shrubbery, where two divisions of the grounds sufficed him for his long walk or his short, as the year varied. And since Mrs. Weston's marriage, her exercise had two been much confined. She had ventured once alone to the Randalls, but it was not pleasant, and a Harriet Smith, therefore, one whom she could summon at any time to a walk, would be a valuable addition to her privileges. But in every respect, as she saw more of her, she approved her, and was confirmed in all her kind designs. Harriet certainly was not clever, but she had a sweet, docile, grateful disposition, was totally free from conceit, and only desiring to be guided by anyone she looked up to. Her early attachment to herself was very amiable, and her inclination for good company and power of appreciating what was elegant and clever, shewed that there was no want of taste, though strength of understanding must not be expected. Although she was quite convinced of Harriet Smith's being exactly the young friend she wanted, exactly the something which her home required, 
Such a friend as Mrs. Weston was out of the question. Two, such could never be granted. Two, such she did not want. It was a quite, it was quite different sort of thing. A sentiment distinct and independent. Mrs. Weston was the object of a regard which had its basis in gratitude and esteem. Harriet would be loved as one to whom she could be useful. For Mrs. Weston, there was nothing to be done. For Harriet, everything. Remember, try not to focus on one thing for too long. And if you need to come back, take a break and then come back. Her first attempts at usefulness were in an endeavor to find out who were the parents, but Harriet could not tell. She was ready to tell everything in her power, but on the subject, questions were vain. Emma was obliged to fancy where she, what she liked, but she could never believe that in the same situation, sh she should not have discovered the truth. Harriet had no penetration. She had been satisfied to hear and believe just what Mrs. Goddard chose to tell her and looked no farther. Miss Goddard and the teachers and the girls and the affairs of the school in general form naturally a great part of the, her conversation and but for her acquaintances with the Martins of Abbey Mill, Abbey Mill Farm, it must have been the whole. But the Martins occupied her thoughts a good deal, and she had spent two very happy months with them, and now loved to talk of the pleasures of her visit and describe the many comforts and wonders of the place. Emma encouraged her talk of talkativeness, amused by such a picture of another set of beings, and enjoying the youthful simplicity which could speak with so much exultation of Mrs. Martin's having two parlors, two very good parlors indeed, one of them quite as large as Mr. Goddard's drawing rooms, and her having an upper maid who had lived five and twenty years with her, and of their having eight cows two of them Mr. Alderney's, and one a little Welch cow, a very pretty little Welch cow, indeed, and of Miss, Mrs. Martin saying, as she was so fond of it, it should be called her cow, and of their having a very handsome summer house in their garden, where someday next year they were all to drink tea, a very handsome summer house, large enough to hold a dozen people, for some time she was amused, without thinking beyond the immediate cause, but as she came to undertake, as she came to understand the family better, other feelings arose. She had taken up a wrong idea, fancying it was a mother and daughter, a son and a son's wife, who all lived together. But when it appeared that the Mr. Martin 
who bore a part in the narrative and was always mentioned with approbation for his great good nature in doing something or another, was a single man, that there was no young Mrs. Martin, no wife in the case. She did suspect danger to her poor little friend from all this hospitality and kindness, and that if she were not taken care of, she might be required to sink herself forever. With this inspiring notion, her questions increased in number and meaning, and she particularly led Harriet to talk more of Mr. Martin, and there was evidently no dislike to it. Harriet was very ready to speak of the shape he had in their moonlight walks and merry evening games, and dwelt a good deal upon his being so very good-humored and obliging. He had gone three miles round one day, in order to bring her some walnuts, because she had said how fond she was of them, and in everything else, he was so very obliging. He had his shepherd's son in the parlor one night on purpose to sing to her. She was very fond of singing. He could sing a little to himself. She believed he was very clever and understood everything. He had a very fine flock, and while she was with them, he had bid more for his wool than anybody in the country. She believed everybody spoke well of him. His mother and sisters were very fond of him. Mrs. Martin had told her one day, and there were a blush as she said it, that it was impossible for anyone to be a better son, and therefore she was sure whenever he married, he would make a very good husband. Not that she wanted him to marry, she was in no hurry at all. Well done, Mrs. Martin, thought Emma. You know what you are about. And when she had come away, Mrs. Martin was so very kind to send Mrs. Goddard a beautiful goose. The finest goose Mrs. Goddard had ever seen. Mrs. Goddard had dressed it on a Sunday and asked all of the three teachers Mrs. Nash, Miss Prince, and Miss Richardson to sup with her. Mr. Martin, I suppose, is not a man of information beyond the line of his own business. He does not read. Are you still with me? Okay, good. I'm only going to read a little bit more, um, and then we'll talk about something else. So finish this. Oh yes, that is, no, I do not know, but I believe he has read a good deal. But not what you would think anything of. He reads the agricultural reports and some other books that lay in one of the window seats, but he reads them all to himself. But sometimes of an evening before we went to cards, he would read something aloud out of the elegant extracts, very entertaining. And I know he has read the Vicar of Wakefield. He never read the Romance of the Forest, nor the Children of the Abbey. He had never heard of such books before I mentioned them, but he is determined to get them now, as soon as he can. The next question was, what sort of looking man is Mr. Martin? Oh, not handsome, not at all handsome. 
I thought him very plain at first, but I do not think of him so plain now. One does not, you know, after a time. But did you never see him? He is in Highbury every now and then, and he is sure to ride through every week on his way to Kingston. He has passed you very often. Okay, I'm going to stop there. Very interesting, I know. But, okay. So, I've been spending a lot of time, a lot of free time, um, playing this online game called Final Fantasy. And so I, I grew up playing online games. Like, that was something that I loved to do. Um, it was where I found myself to be the most happiest. Um, it was a place that, you know, I could go after school where um, I'm sure you can relate, but the internet was a place where I could, you know, escape the stresses of the day-to-day -day and be who I wanted to be. <laughs> um, and in my case, it was online games. Um, so yeah, I've always had a history with them. And then I stopped playing after a while because, you know, real-life adult stuff and all that fun stuff. But, um... I got back into it recently after I found Final Fantasy Online. It's just such a beautiful game, and um, the music is really nice and um, soothing, and it's a great time waster, basically. So the story is also really beautiful. Um, so I've been playing a lot of that, and I've also been spending a lot of time on Tumblr. And I have a blog that I've curated over the past year or so, and um, it's a lot of just like things that I find to be cute or inspirational. Um, and something came down my dash the other day that I um, ended up sharing on Twitter. Um, and it was this really, really beautiful photo of a, um, it was a painting of, I think it was just like a, fl a flower field. I'm trying to find it. Here it is. Okay. Um, yeah, so it's this beautiful, um, painting of flowers and trees, um, and they're pink and purple and very, very much my, uh, aesthetic, if you'll, if you'll say so. If you know me, um, but what really st uh, stood out to me was the text on top of it, and you know, I it's really interesting to like see how people can mix um, media together, like take something that exists already and then you know add something else on top of it, and it's um, so. On top of the beautiful painting with flowers, it says, 
it hurts until it doesn't. And just think about that for a minute. It hurts until it doesn't. Um, I've been struggling a lot recently with my grandpa passing away. And um, I've never had to deal with death before. Um, Well, I mean, I've had family members pass away, but not, you know, as close to me um, as my grandpa. And it's, this is, you know, something that's been hurting me. And, um, you know, I've been thinking a lot, like, I haven't, I haven't, like, taken the time to fully grieve about his loss. And then I realized, like, I don't think I'll ever stop grieving it. And, um, I don't think I should ever stop because he was a really great person and, um, yeah, this, this photo, like, or this, um, post that I saw, like, really hit me and I think it can apply to a lot of different things in our lives. Um, I'm sure you can relate to that somehow that, you know, it, it hurts and you should let it hurt, whatever it is. Um, and then one day when it doesn't anymore, it doesn't, but while it does, you need to experience that hurt and the feelings that go with it. Um, so you can, you know, move forward. And I think what I've come to learn from that is that you know, even if it hurts for a long time and, you know, even if it never stops hurting, um, you know, if it's, if it's death, for example, um, I think it's okay. And as long as you let yourself feel, um, that's the, the healthy thing that you can do. That's the human thing that you can do. (laughs) So... Yeah, it sucks to be human sometimes, but we can't all be cyborgs to leave that job to me. <laughs> um, so yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna wrap that up. I'm gonna wrap this up. Um, but this has been really fun to do, and I hope you've enjoyed it. And let me know if there's you know anything specific that you want me to talk about or a story you want me to read or whatever it is I'd love to do um an episode or incorporate something that you want um into it so let me know I'm just a tweet away or an email away (laughs) um okay um enjoy this music and I'll be back soon. Sweet dreams.